I would bet that almost everyone in this sanctuary this morning has a song that they love. Or maybe two or three songs, or five or ten. But I would bet that we all have songs that we love and that touch us deeply and that we like to hear over and over. I remember, I'm going to tell you a story about a couple of songs in my life. Now, this is kind of an old story. It took place about 40 years ago, so it may seem a little dated, but I'll tell you the story. When I was in my early 20s and living in Canada, I got some kind of flu one year, and I was in bed for about three days, as I recall. And I remember that during those three days, I spent my time in bed listening to John Denver songs. That's what I did. I don't even know why exactly. I hope all of you have heard of at least John Denver. (laughs) When I was teaching uh, technical college once in Chicago, I was lecturing and I mentioned Bob Dylan, and people looked at me like, who's that? It's a moment of despair. (laughs) But I do remember distinctly that I felt like this music was kind of pouring energy into my body, which was sick. And I just remember that feeling. I don't have a, uh, I'm not trying to construct a scientific argument about this. I'm just telling you how I felt. And as I was recuperating from whatever it was, it just, That music gave me strength, just made me feel better, made me feel like some kind of healing was taking place. And it was, it's a wonderful feeling and I have clear memories of this experience. I remember another occasion in my life when I was in grief over something that had happened and over a period of time I often listened to the song You Got a Friend by James Taylor, which I happen to really love that song, whether it's James singing it or Carol. And I remember that this song would simultaneously intensify my feeling of grief, but it also seemed to heal my wounds at the same time. I'm still very sensitive about that song, actually. And so it also happened that for some reason that song got me thinking about my father who died when I was four years old. And I never had really grieved for my father, I don't think, but for some reason, that period of time in that song got me, I think, grieving the death of my father for the first time. And that was a healing thing as well. It healed some part of me that hadn't been through the grief that was there. So those are two examples of how music has had an effect on me. Ordinary songs, you know, there's all kinds of music. And really today, I want to focus on songs, meaning a a song that has words. But there's all kinds of music, and I don't want to uh, pass over any of that. But today, I'm thinking about music that's sung. I like lots of different kinds of music. I like bluegrass. I like jazz. I like spirituals. I like I love gospel music and hymns, too, especially when they don't talk about hell, then I really can, I can get totally into it. I really can. That's the music of my childhood and brings up those feelings 
of those days. I like the mariachis. I'm totally into mariachi music. I like flamenco. And I really love blues. I really have a feeling for blues. And I love that um, that kind of music can be expressed and be part of our lives. And I, I love the choral music that we sing in the church. Um, almost every piece. And this piece we sang this morning, For We Wish You Music, I particularly love that piece. And I'll tell you, I have a little trouble getting through that piece sometimes, just because it, there's strong feelings attached to that. And I am a huge Bob Dylan fan, even though his voice has hardly any musical value whatsoever. <laughs> I couldn't believe those kids never heard of Bob Dylan, I'll tell you. So I know you have your favorites. I know you do. Uh, and you have pieces, songs in your life that means something to you and call up some experience for you and that when that song is played you feel some something going on inside you because there's meaning there. So I think that's almost a universal experience. If you have a favorite song, tell me during coffee hour. I'd love to hear what it is. What a good thing it is for us that there's something like that that can lift our spirits or give us some healing. So how is it that songs can do this for us? That's what I want to explore a little bit. Different kinds of songs. Pop songs, folk songs, bluegrass, jazz, what's called art music. What do they do that somehow changes our experience? That's what intrigues me. There are some qualities that I think are part of every song, no matter what kind or genre it is or what cultural context it comes from or what message it has. One of those qualities is that every song has a form. It has a pattern. It has an order. You know, it has a chord progression. It has a melody. It has a melody that leads in a certain direction, maybe sad or happy or joyous or meditative or a lullaby. So, Every song has a form. It suggests that there's some kind of pattern there. Whenever we hear a song, we become aware of a pattern, you know? We sing those three verses, and each one of those verses goes like maybe A, A, B, A, or something like that. There's, there's form in songs. And I think that form is reassuring to us. I'll say more about that in a minute. I would also suggest that songs with words all have a dimension of meaning. They mean something. They tell some story, or they convey some message, or they ask some question. They have a meaning. You got a friend. Take me out to the ball game. I don't care if I ever get back. You know, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Every song has a meaning. It has a message. Even if it's a goofy song, then it's a, me it's a goofy meaning. You know? Uh, America, the be oh, beautiful for spacious skies. I want to tell you something. When I hear that Ray Charles version of 
Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, I am an American. That's the most patriotic I feel, I think. There are other things that make me, but I really feel patriotic when I hear that Ray Charles. I had a chance to hear him sing that one night and I couldn't convince the other people I was with to make the trip, but it's good enough on recording. Little pain there. But the song always says something. It always says something, something that we care about, and it speaks to us of something in life that is meaningful. It could be sad or happy, it could be silly, inspired, it could be heartbreaking, like that song Jay sang is heartbreaking. But it has a meaning, it has a message, it conveys something to us. So there is this meaning dimension that is present. The third element, I think, is part of every song, every song that lasts, is beauty. Every song that we remember has an aesthetic quality. It has something that's appealing about it, something beautiful. If it doesn't have any aesthetic value whatsoever, we probably don't remember that song at all. Or it better have a lot of meaning or something else to compensate for it. Now, we don't all see beauty in the same places. So not every song comes across as beautiful to every person. That's clear. You can have that experience all the time in the world of hearing a song that does not seem beautiful. So for some people, that heavy metal song feels lovely, inspiring, meaningful, and for some people, it doesn't. And this, has, this is because of all different kinds of factors of where we grew up and what city we lived in and you know, what group we hung with and all kinds of stuff like that. So it is not going to be the case that we all love the same piece of music, but there is an experience of beauty that takes place. The music hangs together. It's not just random, at least not usually. And that's a possibility too. It's pleasing. The pattern delights us in some way, even if the meaning is sad or tragic. That does not mean that that song is not beautiful in some way. As a matter of fact, that's what the blues is all about. Right? Is singing these sad songs and singing them in a certain pattern with certain forms, certain chord progressions, certain ways of singing the blues. The blues are about loss and grief and tragedy. But there is still a beauty in blues songs. They're still beautiful. They still have an aesthetic quality. You know, we might hear a song with a tragic theme and still say at the end, that was beautiful. Might have happened earlier in the service. We still have that experience that that was beautiful, even though it's tragic. 
How could that, how could that be possible that we would experience something that way? How could, a, how could something like that be a, a great song? It's about something upsetting, something tragic. And yet there can be beauty in a lament, in a dirge, in the blues. You know, every year, thousands and thousands of people go to see Hamlet, considered to be one of the most magnificent works of English literature. Some people say it's the greatest play that was ever written. And every year, it ends up the same way. <laughs> Everybody in that play dies tragically. I mean, they're all gone at the end. They're all laying on the stage. It's horrible. It's just horrible. And people walk out and say, that was wonderful. <laughs> so what are those people talking about? What is going on? I want to tell you, I'll answer the question, but I want to tell you that Diane and I are two of the few people in the world who have seen the play Othello, which is another one where everybody dies at the end. We have seen Othello with a happy ending. And very few people have seen that. And that's because we went over to Blooming to the Shakespeare Festival to see Othello. And the, at the beginning of the play, they're all happy. They're in love with each other. They can't keep their hands off each other. Just, and they get married and it's so happy. And then what happened was there was a huge thunderstorm. <laughs> and so, and there was lightning. And if there's lightning, they have to cancel the play. So we went out with Othello and Desdemona just gloriously in love. And I always found that so satisfying in a way. Who wants to see that second half? And yet, when people go see all of Othello or all of Hamlet, and it ends up so horrible, they walk out and say, that was tremendous. That's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Because there's beauty in the play and there's beauty in the words and there's beauty in the portrayals and there's wisdom in the play if one can see it there's guidance there's a message about life it shows us one person used to say it shows us where not to go shows us the path we should not take so there can be beauty even in tragedy. So even the song that Jay sang today has meaning. It has an enormous meaning. It has beauty, that deeply heartfelt, bluesy, mournful, lamentation kind of beauty. So Given that a powerful song moves us in so many ways, what does that tell us about the human experience in the world we live in, this complex and confusing world? I think that the song that touches us, the one that has a healing value for us, has this power because it restores to us the sense of these three qualities of a song. I think it restores this to us. And these are the three things I think it gives us. It gives us the sense that life has a pattern and has order. 
because the song has a pattern and has an order. And so it restores to us that sense that life has a form. It's not just ridiculous, it's not just chaos. There is a form to our lives. The seasons come and go. Just like, they're just like verses of a song. Let's, nature just says, all right, let's sing the verse about autumn now. And when that one's done, we'll sing the verse about winter. So there's a pattern there that is reassuring to us. Day and night, breathing in and out. Creatures live and grow and give birth to other creatures and eventually die. So I think the song with its form mirrors that order and reassures us that we live in a world that makes some sense. So I think that's one of the things it gives us. So there's a healing quality in bringing to mind these patterns of life. They feel reassuring. Life is like a song, we think. This is the way life is. Life is like a dance. Life makes some kind of sense. I also think songs feed us with this sense of meaning. So just as a song has a meaning, so life must have a meaning. At least that's our experience at that moment when we're feeling healed. Ah, life must have a meaning too. Because it's like this song. If this song touches me so much, it must be similar. And just as there are many songs, all kinds of songs, there are many meanings in life. So we could sing the happy song. We can sing the sad song. We can sing the lament. We can sing the lullaby. These are all meanings of life that get brought to our consciousness when we sing those songs. It is not necessary that there should be only one meaning in the world. It's not the goal. There are all kinds of meanings in the world and that's why there's all kinds of music and all kinds of literature. To have only one meaning would be a kind of rigidity. What heals us is not one exclusive kind of meaning, but the sense that meaning is a part of life. That there is meaning in life. There are many meanings. And there are songs about lots of them. When we're reminded by a song of a particular meaning, then we, that quality of life comes alive for us at that time. For the beauty of the earth. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. Silent night. I hope you had the time of your life. The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. So at that moment, that meaning is energized in us, and we feel the power of that. We feel that energy. We're Creatures who are thirsty for meaning. And every song gives a drink of that elixir of meaning for us. The meaning doesn't have to be happy. It just has to be meaningful. It doesn't have to be happy. As long as it touches that sense of life having meaning. 
I think songs fill us with a sense of the beauty of life. As each song has a quality of beauty, and if it doesn't, it will be forgotten. Just so, to experience the beauty of the song at that moment is to be reminded that there's beauty everywhere. It's a reminder, oh, I had forgotten. Life has beauty to it. I haven't been paying attention to that today. Not at all. Then I heard that song, oh yeah, there is beauty in the world, is I had forgotten. Even the blues have beauty. Even the funeral lament, even the mournful song has beauty. So this quality of each song suggests strongly to us that life itself is beautiful, even in its sorrows. Even then, beauty is not completely overthrown. See, if that were true, nobody would ever go see Hamlet again. Once they found out what the ending was, nobody would go see it. I, I heard how that, that thing ends. I wouldn't advise you going down there. No, there's still beauty there. We may go through periods where we don't see the beauty of life. That is certainly possible. That happens, no doubt about it. We may be in mourning or we may be responding to an emergency or we may sometimes feel defeated by the troubles of life. That certainly happens. But then a song may sneak into our life to remind us that yes, there is still beauty in the world. Children are still delightful. They still are. Sunsets are often magnificent. And this song that I'm hearing at the moment still stirs my sense of a loving life. It wakes me up a little bit. UU Minister Scott Alexander says, even in the worst times, life's holy heartbeat can still be heard. And speaking of the holy heartbeat, my brother, who was a drummer, said that he felt that the drumming is based on human heartbeat. When a song conveys that message to us, when a song opens us to the beauty and the hope and the meaning of life, even in the moments of difficulty, then something precious occurs. Some healing occurs. So today, I wanted us to do joyful songs, and I wanted us to hear a song that pushed against the boundaries of tragedy so that we could see that songs could go in all of those directions and still have that reassuring sense of pattern and form and have that sense of meaning and be beautiful and still uplift our spirits. But it is true that Billie Holiday's song really poses a huge question for us. And so I thought that to answer her, we might choose as our closing song an old spiritual that was popularized by Pete Seeger, interestingly enough, and then adopted by the Civil Rights Movement as its theme song. It's a song of hope and love and community. <laughs> 